Welcome to No Such Thing as Normal Podcast with Natalie Hayes and Jess McKeown. This is a casual podcast where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about in order to help you normalize your real life because really we're all just a bunch of weirdos having a completely human experience in a society that asks us to pretend like we're not. And I'm your host, Jess, a gifted spirit baby medium who facilitates deep soul healing by channeling divine messages. And I'm your other host, Natalie, and I once again changed what I do. I'm an intuitive mentor and transformative healer. Ooh. Well, be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Watch our 100% unedited, unedited episodes on YouTube. And you can also follow us on Instagram at McJaguar and at Intuitively Natalie for more weirdo and woo-woo content. Yes. And if you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review where you listen to podcasts uh, and share it on social media so that more people can unleash their weird with you. Do it. Do it. We love it. We love to see the the tags and the shares. Yeah. And the comments that you like work with, put, put, put the podcast on and do your work and you feel like you're having a chat with us. And that's what we wanted because Natalie and I were just having awesome chats and we're like, we should probably like record these because we're funny. <laughs> let's make a podcast um so today we're talking about shadow work and the subconscious i don't think we could be more excited about dun, this dun, dun. <gasps> you did it <laughs> <laughs> but um like when did you first hear about shadow work in, on your spiritual journey Ooh, i feel like that term was always present but i didn't know what it meant Um, until I started like, I think until I really learned Psych K, like I had done some other subconscious work before Psych K, but I didn't really fully grasp how to identify with and address shadow work until Psych K. When did you first hear about it? Definitely like in the last couple of years since I've lived in Seattle. Right. And I had a, met a couple of practitioners and, you know, everybody's like, oh, well they do shadow work. They do shadow work. And I was like, yeah, no. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to look in my shadows. I don't want to go in there. No, thank you. That sounds horrible. Um, But then I started reading about it. And one of the cool things that I read about shadow work, which actually made me (laughs) want to go do it, was um, you tuck away gifts in your shadows, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, my initial interpretation of shadow work was like all the bad things and the hard things Mm -hmm. and all the like awful things about you and all your horrible personality traits and like all your traumas. I was like, who wants to do that? I mean, now I know how incredibly important shadow work is, but at the time I was like, no, I'll just like get some Reiki, please. Um, And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like the shadows aren't necessarily a bad thing. And that I think has really shifted into how much healing can happen in the darkness, how much beauty happens at nighttime, how much the quiet and the darkness kind of represents in a healing space and that different healing happens in the dark spaces. And it's a different type of practitioner to work with and it's a different type of energy. So once I kind of found like, okay, there might be some good stuff in here or at least some deep healing, I was game for it. But initially I was like, no. No, thanks. I'd like to unsubscribe. (laughs) I know, I was like, uh, where's the light work, you know? And I think that's the thing that maybe this community, the the sort of healing community talks a lot about is that spiritual bypassing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can do light work all day and read cards and talk to your angels and go into your Akashic records. But like, if you're not dealing with your shit and you're subconscious, it's not going to do anything. No, it's not going to go anywhere. And as you have helped me learn our subconscious, like so much of like who we are, which freaks me the fuck out. Why? Cause it's subconscious. <laughs> Cause, I, like, Cause it's like, you're not aware of it, I guess. Oh, I think um, you know, like it's, it's a trip to me that like, we have a programming in us and makes us do things. And we're like, why are we doing this? I don't want to do this, but we're like programmed to do it. I also think it's cool that we can unprogram or change the program. But yeah. It freaks me out that we get programmed. I know. Well, that's why they say kids are sponges. Like that's the whole basis of that term is like your programming is largely formed by the age of seven because of what you like absorb and like what you see and what you're exposed to between ages you know, birth to seven. Yeah. That's why you should always ask children 
where they came from <laughs> before they're like six. Yeah. Where did you come from before this? Where were you before you were here with mommy? Like always. I love their answers because they're still like attached. Like they still are like deconditioned enough yeah. to like tap into those past lives. So cool. I love it. I mean, I just, there, there's a local bookshop here in Seattle called East West bookshop. And there's mm-hmm. a woman who's doing past lives. Like, uh, I think I talk about it and also sessions. Right. And I clicked on the link and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then I clicked on it again today and all the past live sessions are sold out. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, people are obsessed with this idea that things are carrying over and mm-hmm. they're realizing that they have these like weird ailments or weird reactions to things. And they're like, I want to fix that. And I think that's maybe a good thing too. And like, where, where does that stuff live? The past I, life stuff. Um, my guys are saying it lives in the super conscious. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Sub- subconscious is like this life programming, but only, okay. But like the way that they're, <laughs> the way that they're describing it to me is like, you pick lives that continue your work. Ah. So it's not like you're missing out on something in a past life because there are still things in this current life that mirror those issues in a past life. Like it's all, they're like, same time, (laughs) same time. You picked a life that is going to help you continue to evolve. So if there's unfinished stuff or like karmic debts or whatever, other contracts from past lives that need to be wrapped up, like you're going to experience them in this life too. There's nothing there. I mean, it's fun to go in and explore those past lives, but like the work is still going on in your current life. There's nothing you're missing out on. Yes. I like to say that too, because I get a lot of past life stuff come up in sessions Mm -hmm. And it is fascinating to know that you were a queen. Okay. Like, you right? like yes, I knew I was a queen. you know, and, <laughs> I'm like, okay. and how do you bring that into this lifetime? And, or sometimes, you know, being a queen was great, but you were so like repressed and had to do things a certain way. And so, you know, if you're like rebellious or whatever in this lifetime, it might be a reaction to that feeling. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I always try to like focus on, but like, how is it affecting you now? Mm-hmm. And like, to your point, when you carry it over, either if you've changed, you know, like body types, like if you're a male versus a female now, or, you know, you have certain things, it's like, you've chose those to help you be like, maybe this will help me figure that out. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I give myself this family and this combination of things, I can like get that core wound healed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you choose, you definitely choose to come in, uh, in the most favorable circumstances for you to do your work. Even if it doesn't, even if you've been conditioned for it to not look like that. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It is. How would you like define shadow work? Cause I kind of feel like it's big and dark and lots of people kind of consider things shadow work. I would just, I would say that your shadow is any like wound or emotional mm-hmm. trigger that is maybe uncomfortable for you mm-hmm. or challenging to look at anything that you get, like an emotional trigger by one of the, one of the like shadow work courses I did had you like take the trigger out of insecurities to like look in the mirror. And if like you were worried about being judged for like your body weight or something, um, like if somebody calling you fat or something was really triggering, Mm -hmm. then you would go look in the mirror and be like, you're fat, you're fat. You're fat, like over and over and over until you don't have an emotional reaction to like it. Like exposure therapy. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't personally like that. <laughs> I don't either. I feel like it's re-traumatizing, but yeah. um, that is, that's a, that's a shadow. If like, if somebody calling you fat or ugly or stupid triggers you, then there is a shadow aspect of you that agrees with them. Oh, and like, you don't like that. They're calling it out, which is why you're having an emotional reaction. Ooh. Cause they're bringing it out of the shadow, bringing it out of the shadow right on it. And you're like, no, I want to be in here. So that's the shadow. And the work part of it <laughs> <laughs> is just acknowledging that like, oh, ow. Yeah. That's a wound. I need to heal that within myself. So I stop attracting it. That's the work. You describe that so beautifully. Thanks. <laughs> what do you think about the component of the hidden gifts or things that we also tuck away because maybe we're afraid or fearful, but they're actually, you know, not trauma necessarily. Do you think that is also in the shadow? I think the gift that's within the shadow is like the healing in itself. I like to equate it to, um, 
Chiron in your astrology chart, the wounded healer, because it's like that you're always going to have that wound that you carry with you, um, into this life from other lives or whatever, uh, generational healing. And when you look at it and heal it, like that's when you can take your power back from it and then also help others move through it. So like, that's the gift and shadow work is really reclaiming your power. And then if you want to helping others move through the same thing. Option B. Yeah, option B, free will. Be nice and help people. <laughs> um, okay, well, what, what are you working on in your shadow? What, what shadows have you shined the light on? Um, oh my God, so many. <laughs> oh. like, okay, like how, did, did you like go to a practitioner? Did you like, how do you like do your shadow work? Do you like, is it a meditation? Are you like, all right, body, brain, system, show me like some shadow? Uh, whenever I have an emotional trigger to something, I have like just gotten in the habit of saying like, oh, I'm feeling triggered by this. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling resentful, bitter, whatever. And then I just, okay, if I'm calling this in, I don't always necessarily need to know where it came from. Right. I just need to know what it's triggering in me to then be able to shift it. I use say K to shift it. Sometimes I'll go in the records. And if I'm like, really anxious about something and I just can't put my finger on it. I'll ask my guides and the records to like bring forward the anxiety so I can look at it, look at it, <laughs> um, look at it, third eye. Um, and then I like ask it what it's giving me, ask it where I picked it up and then I shift it. Wow. That is cool. I, I never really considered that type to call all that kind of work shadow work, I guess I, um, because I know like practitioners that do it, but when I think about it, like the, sometimes when I go to those practitioners, I've done like inner child healing work, right. Because Mm -hmm. that's in the process. That's what we found. What was the solution or what was needed. It's almost like when you work with a practitioner, they're going to hold a container for you to like bring out your shadows, bring out your shadows. Bring yeah, out your shadows. Bring if I was a shadow worker, that's what I would do. It was like Monty Python, bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. <laughs> I say that all the time. I love that shit. Um, but I would just, I, you know, it's like they hold that safe container and then it's like allowing the stuff to come up. And for me, it was that inner, inner child healing, I guess, which was the salve for mm-hmm. whatever was bothering me at the time or whatever. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I also think that this idea of like tucking things away or tucking gifts away in the shadows, like for a lot of people on their spiritual journeys, like we all have these gifts and abilities. And, you know, if you get like scared or something early on in your lifetime and, or your parents say something, or your community says something about you that you kind of feel shame or guilt, right? Those things are tucked into the shadows. You might just like take that amazing gift of seeing auras or talking to animals and tuck it in there with the shame. So in order to sometimes if you like have had gifts or had abilities or had things when you were younger, shadow work is a good way to like uncover, like what, what's layering over that gifts, you know, how are you shamed or how are you, you know, put, who put baby in a corner basically, you know, (laughs) to like make you feel this way. Um, and then, you know, what is feeling that way kind of help with. And I actually feel like sometimes we do that because when we want to come out with our abilities, overcoming that shame, overcoming that fear really helps us stand in our, on our own two feet and be like, Hey, you know, I'm doing this crazy, amazing healing work. Cause I feel like more and more so people are getting more and more open to their gifts, but for a long time, you know, people were very kind of quiet about this work. You know, know. there's no websites and social media handles to find like witchy work and shadow work and stuff. And it's amazing that it's all out there now. I know. I really like that aspect of social media. It's just like so many more things are socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of hard to hide your true self anymore. Things are normal. normal. We're normalizing. <laughs> We're normalizing it all. Um, what else about shadow work? I love do shadow you do work. It, do you do it in your practice? Like if somebody comes to you and they're like, I want to do some shadow work. I don't know that anybody really calls it that. I mean, I would love if somebody did. But like, that's pretty much all I do is shadow work. Surprise! <laughs> that's everything. That's what I do. Um, I, th- I feel like that I just make it more accessible. I don't know. Like, I feel like my career has helped me um, be able to approach death, grief, struggling, pain 
in a very like calm way. So like get you a healer that is not triggered by your triggers. Like like I feel like I'm just, especially as a projector, able to like hold a non-judgmental, energetically neutral space to like for those things to come up. Yes. And when you've talked to me about your nursing stuff, you're just like, you're like so nonchalant about it. You're like, yeah. And then there was this guy and it was like blood and, uh, and all this stuff, you know, and you're just like, hey, man, we did this and da, da, da. And so I think that's true. Like there are certain people who are maybe like more, what's the word? Like designed. That's maybe a good word to do this work, right. Mm-hmm. To hold space for that, for the traumas and the dark kind of stuff. And it was funny because I don't see myself as that at all. Like, I'm just like, Hey, I'm a light spirit babies. Like, give me all the fun stuff. And I face shadow work all the time, all the time. Oh my God. Like it's everywhere. People it's everywhere. Um, and it's so interesting because what's been coming up a lot lately is all this stuff between couples and oh, all the communication best. stuff. Right. And, you know, a lot of the the downloads from spirit have been like, just have conversations about this. Just talk about this. Like I can read both partners and I'm like, you guys are doing the same thing and you're not telling each other. And if you just talked about it, you know, that could really shift things. So, you know, they have oftentimes you and your partner might have similar wounds, right? Similar core wounds, similar things that you're working on and triggering in each other um, and being like, God, my partner's an asshole. (laughs) Why do they keep doing this? But it's like, you cut, you find each other to kind of be like, let's overcome this together. That's like partially why you're attracted to them is because like their trauma matches your trauma (laughs) and you can help each other heal it. It's just communicating from a place of, of like using I statements and not projecting. Nobody can make you feel anything. So therefore call out your feeling. I am feeling blank. When you do this, I feel blank. I'm horrible at that. Not you make me feel. Oh, it's, I'm all about that. Oh, just I'm all about you. No, no. <laughs> it's I all was. about you. <laughs> I was. I, I, but I have to be totally honest. I know that that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and so like when I'm trying to do those things, it's really hard. I'm like, I am feeling <laughs> like you made me feel <laughs> like you did something wrong. <laughs> yes. If you could just, <laughs> yes, um, it's, I'm learning kids. I'm learning. Um, no, but I, it's what, what you said about it though, is it's so empowering to just take oh. hold of your emotions and be responsible for them. And probably growing up, I maybe didn't get to do that as much, you know, like take responsibility and own my emotions. So it's definitely yeah. not something that our parents learned to do like yeah. this, like conscious communication, conscious self, self reflection like that was not a part of their generation (laughs) yeah a little bit maybe but yeah I think well and I love this idea that like you come in at the consciousness of your parents and you keep evolving so I just always think about that um if we're going to talk next week about family relationships and time Mm. for the holidays but that's that one really helped me um is that you know you're evolving and they are evolving but you've come in already so much more ready for this kind of stuff, ready mm-hmm. to do this work, you know? Um, what about that? Right. So what about like wanting your parents to do shadow work or your siblings or your partner? My favorite quote, especially like around the work that I do. And if people come in and they're like, my boyfriend's pissing me off. My girlfriend's pissing me off. I don't have a relationship with my mom. I just like, you can only meet somebody as deeply as they have met themselves. Oh, is that your quote? Like, no, I read it somewhere. I wish (laughs) we're going to attribute it to you. No, I feel like that's plagiarism. (laughs) It is. is. You're so good. You're like our legal counsel on the podcast. Jessica, don't say their name. Don't say their name. We're not quoting that. Can be sued. (laughs) I'm a a rebel. I'm a reckless rebel right now. Um, I love that. I love that. Say that again. You can only meet somebody as deeply as they have met themselves. So how do you know how deeply somebody's met themselves? Can you be like, so like, how have you met yourself? <laughs> I, I feel like you'll know Yeah. if you're on your own healing spiritual journey. And if you, you will always feel when there's kind of like a vibrational mismatch, mm. if you find yourself 
wanting someone to change. I need, I'm going to buy this session for my mom so that she can look at her shit. Like you actually can't do that because they might not be ready. They might be at the perfect place on their journey Mm. for where, like for their evolution, for their emotional evolution. Like they might not ever get to the place where you at, they, they might not meet themselves as deeply as you have met yourself. And that's okay. That's their journey. It's like letting go of your expectation of somebody else's shadow work, what it should look like, where they should be just because of where you are. Um, that's going to help you a lot <laughs> in like your relationships with other people. <laughs> like pro tip, hot tip, hot tip. In, it will help you a lot. Well, yeah, I think, I think that is, that is important, right. To like realize that you can't change people and, you know, the more, and then the more that you do your shadow work, probably in the subconscious work, the people around you will shift. Right. I think that's like some of the coolest stuff about the subconscious work and the work that you do is like, you're like, Jessica, like people around, you're going to start to change. So I was like, Oh yeah. Shifts your vibration. It's like, it's yeah. the law of attraction. You start attracting different things once you start working on yourself and that's okay. Yeah. That also goes back to like releasing. You have to be able to let it go when it's like a vibrational mismatch. Yeah. Or like what I'm thinking of too, as you're saying this is like, and being able to put up boundaries. Right. So like, you know, you want your person to change or whatever, but they're not gonna, well then, you know, and they're on their own journey, like put up boundaries, right. Like, you know, until you feel like safe or ready, if they're in a good space to like meet you again, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's, that's important too. And I think, I think that's, what's hard is like, yeah, but it's my mom. And I see her all the time. I'm like boundaries, you know, like it's not your journey. And we like, And I think there's a, there's a quote in this, my animal medicine book, it's the Buffalo card. And it's like, it's something to the degree of, I'm not going to quote it, but (laughs) to the degree of like, you know, you have to let, you have to honor other people's pathways, even if it brings you pain, right. Even if it's hard for you to watch, right. It's a choice. (laughs) Like if it's hard for you to watch, or that feels difficult or challenging for you, one, go see Natalie and fix that. And then two, (laughs) realize that it's not your journey and you have no idea, not only this life, maybe you have a little bit of this idea, but their past lives. Right. And there are other things that are influencing that. That's what I find so interesting is that the other day I was like in the bathroom, my bathroom was a portal <laughs> and my guy, but why guides, <laughs> they, they say, I'm like the most not thinking in there. Like when you do your makeup or your yeah, shower, yeah, yeah. You're in this like floaty space, but, um, they're just kind of like, look, like, every single one of you is an individual. Like, and I was like, yeah, I know. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, (laughs) like really, truly, like each of you are like, there's like, you know, millions of us all on here, but we all have such different things. A lot of us cross over and stuff, but it really made me think about this trend even more towards individualized healing and individualized, you know, stuff for certain people, because we are so unique. We We have unique things. And what I think causes a lot of problems too. And I see this a lot in like the birth space is like, well, the doctors say this and I'm like, yeah, but you're this body, you know, and you're this. And well, mm-hmm. did they say that, you know, it's like, okay, well take that as a source of information, uh, maybe a high Does it land on you. Yeah. yeah. But like, what do you think, you know? And, and I think that's the part of it too. It's like so much of this work, so much of the shadow work, so much of the subconscious work so much of our individual work is really working on ourselves, right? Like stop chasing other people's shit people and do and your own work. Exactly. It's, it's always about you. Mm. So it's, if you're triggered, it's about you. So if somebody else not doing their work, if somebody <laughs> else is not up to your standards and it <laughs> triggers you, then that's also your work. Oh my God. And they're mirroring it back to you that you cannot control what other people do. Uh, like, there's this one belief that I shift in most, if not all sessions. And it's that I am only responsible for myself. Like we are so conditioned to take responsibility for other people's emotions, other people's happiness, other people's success. And like, no, they are on their own journey. You are literally only responsible for yourself. Natalie lives rent-free in my head. And every (laughs) time I want to like say something and be like, well, they did that. And I was like, did they? Did they? did they just, and I'm like, dang it, you know, no. And so I do a lot of that too. Like, I'm like, why am I calling this in? Why am I attracting this? this? Why is this triggering me? That's how you do the shadow work though. Why am I calling this in? How is this serving me? Why do I keep doing it? Like that self, I like to call it like a self interview. 
yeah. asking yourself those questions is doing the, the shadow work. Like that is accessing your subconscious programming. Yes. And I would say first, just give yourself like a hug and some empathy after you've been triggered. Right. And then go into the questioning and figure it out. But I yeah. think if we don't honor that's what I think where we get trapped and why we don't maybe move to the next phase is that nobody's honoring these sometimes like crazy emotions or weird reactions to things like, Oh, you know, and they kind of try to shove that down, but it's like, we can just honor that emotion. Then we can get in there and figure it out. Like emotions are amazing. I love messengers. That's it. That's all they are. They're messengers. I just love them so much. Um, Okay. So this is how I want to talk about the subconscious a little bit. Mm -hmm. So how I learned about the subconscious was in my yoga training through yoga Nidra. Have you heard of that? Is that breathing or is that, (laughs) (laughs) is that a type of yoga? (laughs) So I know how much Natalie knows about yoga now. (laughs) Wait, do you do yoga? Have you ever done yoga? Oh yeah. I have a killer down dog. Killer. (laughs) Name another pose. Uh, I can do crow pose. Oh, that's cool. That's the only balancing pose I can do. Can you do crow to headstand? No, I can. I have never, I'm very bottom heavy. It's very hard (laughs) for me to get my ass over my head. (laughs) I love doing headstands. Um, Okay. So yoga nidra is yoga nidra means yogic sleep. So this is the, how the yogis slept. Um, and you, it takes, most practices are about 45 minutes to an hour. Although on insight timer, they have much shorter ones, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, but I like the long ones because I just feel so relaxed after it. You know, sometimes it's hard to find 45 minutes though, but it takes you on a really deep relaxation journey guided by voice. And you get to a place where your brain waves are slow enough that you're in your subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. And then you set an intention in your subconscious, like you're planting a seed and then, you know, the instructions are okay. And then like, don't worry about it. You don't have to do anything about it. And then you're come back to the waking state, your alpha waves, and then you've even planted this intention and like people like quit smoking through it. Not like, you know, they, are they set intentions oh. and you can't set an intention. Like I want to be a skinny bitch, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or like, or more like, I don't want to be a fat bitch. How about that? That's conditioning, right? You have to, it has to be in the positive, a short positive statement in the present tense, right? So you could say like, I am a 160 pound woman, right? And when you implant that in, the idea is that like, as if you, if you're thinking of yourself as a 160 pound woman, maybe you like get up and go for a walk or you eat differently or you exercise and you feel this like motivation within you. But I don't know that that really worked in that way. I think that's like manifesting. Like that sounds like, as you're saying it, I actually have mm-hmm. done yoga nidra. It was, a, it was like a nap. I paid like $120 for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically not necessarily a comfortable nap. Either. <laughs> True. Um, it's like, it's like we t- when we talk about um, meditation and like manifestation and tapping into the frequency of it already mm-hmm. being your reality. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me is like, you're tapping into that frequency of, I am a 160 pound woman. What does this feel like? What does this look like? I'm going to make decisions from this place as if it were already my reality. And that's how you manifest. Yeah. But this is like supposed to be in your subconscious and you're not really have to, you don't like the whole idea is like, okay, you planted the seed and like away you go. So I don't know. It probably takes more consistent practice, but the other cool thing about it is it's equal to like two to four hours of rest for your body. So if you can do like 30 to 45 minutes of yoga nidra, when you wake up, you feel like so refreshed and like you've had this great nap. And I don't know. I just always love that practice. That's why I I do really like restorative yoga and yoga nidra is because when I moved to Seattle, everybody was doing like hot ashtanga, fast, fast, go, go, go yoga. Mm -hmm. And I was like, everybody needs to chill out. Where's all the chill out yoga. So I like that chill yoga. Yeah. Too. I like that down dog yoga. I love it. <laughs> I also know triangle pose. That's my favorite. I think. Just kidding. <laughs> You're gonna text me later. And also mountain. And pose. also. <laughs> crow pose is fun though. I like that you know. Well, that's appropriate since crow is your. Oh. Guardian. Uh, oh, this is your new tattoo. Get on well, the that YouTube. one. Oh, yeah, if you're on YouTube, I'll show you my new tattoo. How cute! Isn't that cute. I love the eyelashes. I know. It's an owl. It is an owl. It's so freaking cute. You'll see it on YouTube if you're watching. Okay. <laughs> um, 
what do you think like doing, like how much, like, can you overdo subconscious work? Can you overdo shadow work? What do you think about that? I think, I think the answer, yes. I mean, moderation is key for everything. Like you don't want to be so deep in your subconscious and like, so introspective that you're getting out of the present moment because like you're here to be present. Yeah. You're here to experience. You don't necessarily need to dissect everything. It's just like, I'd say if you have a recurring trigger, if this always triggers you, if this always comes up, like, look at it, that's a pattern. Then that's something that's programmed within you, but like be present, (laughs) be present in your life. You guys need to see Natalie's face. (laughs) (laughs) It's this cute little scrunch of like, just be present. Well, and I think being present, I was working with a client yesterday and how I start my sessions with a little bit of breathing. I love that. Um, Do you? I love that. I've actually started thinking about incorporating it in my sessions because I, I love it. It gets you so present. Okay, exactly. And this is what she said to me. She goes right after we finished, she goes, I need to do that more. And I was like, I go, what? She goes, yeah. She goes, breathe. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, like, it's like, how often do you just stop, put your hand on your heart or just, you know, come into like a, an awareness stance and take three breaths. That's all we do. We take three, we actually take six breaths together. We take three Mm -hmm. breaths and I open up all your portals and then we take three more breaths and I get, get a quick read of you. That's what I'm doing while you guys are breathing, by the way, I'm like reading all the energy centers and seeing if anything's coming out. Oh, I sometimes love it's that. like quiet and nothing. And sometimes it's like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I never know. <laughs> uh, but usually the more like spiritually awake, open people, this stuff just comes. Yeah. You're, you're pretty open and ready for it. Oh, my guys are just saying you should ask people about their shadows and like in sessions, like start to ask them about their shadow. What they, well, like what they think their shadows are. That would be really insightful. I think. Ooh, what do I think my shadow is? Yeah. What is your shadow right now? <laughs> currently it changes. What do you think you're working on right now? Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> probably, probably again, I've been here before. I'm making a leap in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, yay. Changes are coming. Yay. Um, I want to be in a place of like more exciting, more accepting, more going with the flow, less resistance. So this idea that like I'm in control. And I have to be in control and I have to know everything. Um, that is my shadow work. I don't need to be in control. I can go with the flow. It's this like gripping and holding on to my reality um, so that I can make it. Myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you froze. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, is that not a good shadow? No, that's okay. <laughs> You're that's like, a mm-hmm, it's a good enough shadow. <laughs> I'm like burying my heart and now just like, it was frozen. <laughs> I have a lot of empathy for your shadow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it just, it, um, I hate change. <laughs> and I think I remember like way early on, oh yeah, I got this reading from this woman named Faith who like does a recording on like a cassette tape. Whoa, nice. throwback. And you could hear the like click, click. <laughs> But she said, you know, looking at my chart and everything, she's like, you're here to work on impermanence. And I was like, what is impermanence? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like this idea that like nothing is permanent. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely not. That's hell to me. And they're like, welcome to your shadow. That's work. your work. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so um, actually one of the things that I've been wanting to do are those sand mandalas. Have oh, you seen mm-hmm. those where people like make everything and then whew, they like Wash brush it away. away. Oh, that like is me heart palpitation. <laughs> just thinking about that. It's like all of this work you just did and you're just going to wipe it clean. Yeah. And that's actually my sign. Like when I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, that's where you want to go. Go into that door. Um, Lean in. Whenever I'm resisting anything, Lean I, in. I now look at that before I used to just resist it. Now I'm like, oh, curious. I'm like, why am I resisting that? And I think I take shadow works in like bites, right? Like I try to mix it up. I try to like take a big chunk, work through it, do some other work, give myself a break, you know, come back to those certain things. Cause I have so much. Everybody, everybody does. Do you ever feel like, oh my God, all I'm doing is working on myself all the time. No, I really like it. <laughs> I'm just kind of, you just kind of have to like settle with the fact that like, it's not ever going to end. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like opposite of impermanence that's like continuance it's all a continuance Jess 
I should be okay with that, but I'm also not okay with that. Oh my gosh. I just want to be perfect. Oh, Jess, that's not what you came here to be. I know. It's like, I just, I guess my, my guys go like, when you return to source, you will. Exactly. On some level of awareness, you already are. I don't even like that word. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. I've been using aligned. Um, I like aligned better than perfect, but I also think that perfect is aligned. It's just like all of the conditioning associated with perfection that you don't like. (laughs) Of course I would say that. I have a session with you coming up. So let's, let's shift my, let's shift my perfectness. Um, That definitely lives in my shadow. And I think, I think here's the other question for you. Collective shadows. Do we have them? Oh yeah. As with the macro, as with the micro, like your Mm -hmm. shadows are also collective shadows. Like you're not the only one going through this. (sighs) Bless bless us. (laughs) Anyone else on the, on the impertinent shadow team? Yeah. Uh Um, But I also kind of feel like there's bigger shadows, like racism shadows and, you know, the big things that we've experienced these last couple of years um, around all the disparity and all the differences in the world, um, that those are, those are collective shadows too. How do we work on the collective shadows? You work on them within yourself first and then support activations that are, uh, activations, (laughs) um, support people who are supporting oppressive, oppressed communities. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but like supporting causes, getting out there, being, uh, making choices that align with the work that you've done on yourself. Like I love that. I love that. That's but actually I, a really good way to see like your donations and your charity work is helping help with the collective shadow work. It is. Yeah. It's honestly, it is, but you always have to look at it in yourself first. It's not just external. It's, it's also internal. If you're, if you're feeling affected by it, if you're feeling emotional about it, triggered, resentful, restricted, like then that's also something within you that the collective is mirroring back to you. Yeah. And again, you're not the only one, which is why the U.S. is going through so much turmoil these past couple of years, because we're approaching our Pluto return. We said that at the same time. <laughs> what does that mean for the U.S.? What do you think about that? That's next year, right? 2022? I think it's been, it's been really close. Like it's been coming, Pluto just was retrograde and now it went direct. So like it's, it's kind of like a waxing and a waning in the intensity of the energy, but I think it goes direct in February, like, or not direct. I think it, it hits on the degree in February. Uh, oh, the same year. degree that it was in. I when think we were so. Counting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't I, quote us on that. Again, but. hobby astrologer. But. <laughs> um, and Pluto, you're still a planet to me. Okay. Pluto is, it's powerful. Pluto is an outer planet. So it's not like it is a personal planet as in like, it will bring up stuff for you to transform. Um, but it's largely a collective planet. It's generational because it moves so slowly. And doesn't Chiron orbit between Pluto and Uranus? I actually don't know that. I think it does. And I think that because Uranus is like, I always call Uranus like the crazy planet, like, Hey, Uranus, it's just cray. It just like, crazy, like, oh, Uranus is here. Like, or like, oh, Uranus is here. Like, we don't yeah. know how you're going to show up Uranus. And then Pluto is out there like <laughs> Pluto. And so in between is like the healer, the wounded healer kind yeah. of down between like that personal stuff. And this just like the crazy stuff that Uranus can bring up. I really wish I could meet the planets as people. Just, just call the energy forward. I should, I should, I should channel the planets. You can be like <laughs> On Uranus. What's up? You know, my favorite planet is Jupiter. Oh, for expansion. I thought you liked Saturn. I do. I I like both of them. They're like very tied close. Uh I do kind of like Saturn, but I feel more love towards Jupiter. I think Saturn is cool, but she's like the cool girl. Yeah, the teacher. Around her, you know, Mm -hmm. she's like, she's kind of like, ooh, Saturn. But Jupiter, I'm like, oh, give me a big hug. Yeah, abundant. You know that eye on Jupiter is the size of Earth. I didn't know. Such that. a nerd. Wow. Science. <laughs> Jupiter facts. <laughs> um what else about okay, let's talk about subconscious. So we have waking conscious. Conscious. Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> conscious. Unconscious. <laughs> After too many drinks, you're unconscious. Mm. Conscious, super conscious subconscious yeah any other consciences not that I'm aware of okay (laughs) 
<laughs> and super conscious is higher self, higher self guides, all that other higher frequency beings, angels. Cause it's super right. It's up there. You need to watch the YouTube video. Cause our <laughs> hands are amazing. Um, okay. And then conscious is, is, is waking, waking ego. It's your ego. created thoughts. Yeah. Hello yeah. ego. And then subconscious is shadow shadow. And okay, here. Okay. This is what I want to ask you about, because again, with yoga Nidra and getting, getting into the subconscious, as they like to call it, it took like 45 minutes, right. To like get you from that state to that state, but we don't do that in site K work. Mm-mm. Are you just setting the intention to work with the subconscious? And there we are. I think so, but it's also, let's see, how does this work? It's like, I'm communicating directly with your truth, mm. not your conditioning. Oh. Yeah. I don't really know how to explain it. I forget how they explained it in the psyche workshops. It, it, yeah. I think a lot of it is intention. Like I'm going in with the intention to work with your subconscious mind, um, but also energetically and intuitively, I can see your energy around things. Oh, can you now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see your energy. Okay. I, I just find the subconscious like so fascinating. Um, and also a little scary that like so much is run from there. Why is it scary? It, again, control, you, again, you, don't, control. Like, you don't take your subconscious with you. Like, I feel like your subconscious is a very like earth, this incarnation thing. It's just programming. It's just conditioning. What's the point of our subconscious? It's lessons. I mean, it's just, it's, it's why you react the way you do. It dictates all of your behaviors based off of what you absorbed growing up. I guess I feel like learning about that was like the the secret to the universe. I agree. Oh yeah. I totally felt like that was the secret (laughs) to the universe. Like, I think that's like, I feel like it's so precious. Like, holy fuck. What is up with my subconscious? This is like running the show and I need to get in there and make sure that I think it's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and the only way to like, know what to go into, to do the shadow work or the subconscious work is through triggers or are there other ways to like figure it out? Like, do you have to be triggered or can you just be like, I feel like doing some shadow work today. It's like, why do I react the way that I do? It's a self interview. Like, so I think people access their subconscious programming by journaling. If they're being really honest with themselves, um, I think through journaling, just self inquisition and then reflecting back on your childhood and like, Oh, I'm reacting this way because I grew up in a blank household. Like, because that's what I saw growing up. So I think accessing your subconscious is always easier when you're looking at it from like an eye perspective. Mm not trying to project onto anybody else what you're experiencing. But if you're like, I am feeling this way because blank, 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 this reminds me of when in my life I picked up this, like, yeah, it, it, it is about you. Your subconscious is never about anybody else. Well, and what you're kind of inspiring me from our, we've had a little phone chat this week too, was like this idea that like, you're responsible for your healing. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, when people come to you, I'm sure they're like, Natalie, what should I fix? Or, you know, and it's like, what do you want to fix? What's bothering you? Yeah. You tell me, you know, and it's that idea true that it's like, when you take ownership for your own healing for like, you know, this is the thing that's bothering me. um, I think that makes it more powerful, makes it maybe more able to transition because you're maybe putting your consciousness on it as well to kind of be like, I'm ready to shift this because your consciousness is what notices it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's your processing system. So if like your ego is alerted to something an imbalance i just got a text yeah or out of alignment yeah if it's sending you amber alerts (laughs) Uh, okay so the ego let's talk about the ego a little bit i love the ego you do Mm -hmm. it's such a villain Uh, am i the villain i don't think i the drama (laughs) oh we should do that one it's the it's the ego the ego is the drama Am I the drama? Um, yeah. And I, I love how, like, first of all, I have not done any psychology research, but I, this is definitely like, you know, what do they call it? Pop psychology. But I was like, the ego is like out to protect you and out to like, keep you safe. And, and again, I think that's, that's the trippy part about the whole body and programming system is like, 
yeah, but that's not keeping me safe ego. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a perception of safety based off of your programming. Yes. Yes. I like to, I like to describe your ego. It's like, it's, if your subconscious mind is your programming, right? right. It's like dictating all of your behaviors. Then your ego mind is your processor. It's taking oh. it in and you're making decisions based off of your programming. And, okay. It's not and running the show. It's just processing. Reacting to it, responding to it. Based off of your programming. Yeah. Based of your programming. Yeah. It's like this thing happened. The ego is like, okay, filter, filter, filter. The subconscious says, let's do this. And the ego is like, boom. Yeah. And then the ego feels justified. <laughs> I can tell when I'm making an ego decision for sure. Because it like what? Because it gives you something or like it doesn't really feel that good. It, it feels haughty. Mm. It feels like it feels very much in my head. I feel warmth around it. It, I don't feel it in my gut or my heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's an up here. This is what I think it should be. I think that mm-hmm. is a key phrase for your <gasps> ego. Ooh, therefore I am. Right. Um, thank you. Renee. <laughs> I call him Renee. Oh, I should channel the philosophers. I was a philosophy minor in college. But you could learn a lot from channeling philosophers. Heads up, you could channel anybody you want if you're if you're listening out there. Like it's not, we don't have like special access. Um you can how would one do that? How would one just channel anyone? Okay, well, like I teach you in my course, intuition and block, but uh you can literally just call the energy forward. You just practice. Yeah. I, okay. So I am doing Natalie's course right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a little review soon, but it's, it's a self-paced. So give me some time people. Um, (laughs) and I have to do homework each week because Natalie gives you homework. So I'm working on my homework, but, um, I really loved the, I think it's module two, the exercise where you like call in a cup of coffee and then, and I was meet your spirit guide. Yeah. Yeah. I was so surprised of like how, did you have us call in a couple different things? Yeah. To experience the different yeah, ways yeah, that I'm, you receive. Yeah. Yes. That's what it was. That, Cause that's what I was trying to explain to you. I was like, mm-hmm. I think that's what she did. But like, oh, we, yeah. I called it in and I'd be like, oh, this one I like feel in here. And like, oh, this one I like smell in this or whatever. Um, and I thought it was interesting because I, I feel like I am so clear audience, but really a lot of it, most of my two strong ones were voyance and sentient. Like I see things and I feel things. I see things and I feel things. I see things and I feel things. When I hear things, it's like grandmother. Uh, it's these little like boop, boop, boop things. Yeah. Except for when I'm, I guess, talking to my guides. It kind of feels clearer. I don't know. But that was really fun. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, that's the, okay, that's not the spirit guide one. That's the um, identifying your, it's like it helps you find your clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not on spirit guides yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited to like meet more spirit guides. I I know. I love that meditation. If you want it, just DM me. I'll I'll let you have it. (laughs) Yeah, because it's, um, I think it's, it's maybe what I would like to say is like the, the course and intuition unblocked and just getting in touch with your intuition. I think that helps with shadow work. I think that helps with subconscious work, having a framework and an understanding of like why you're doing all of this, you know, and you're doing it to like make your life better always right enjoy your time you're on this planet always yeah I'm so glad you're going through the course I'm excited to hear like how it goes for you all the way through I hope I make it do I get a certificate I hope I make it I actually thought about creating a certificate I feel like that would give people a sense of accomplishment (laughs) I love certificates give them to me where's my participation trophy (laughs) um I would like a sticker Oh, that's a good idea. I should send out stickers at the end. <laughs> my intuition is unblocked. I am unblocked. Ask me anything. <laughs> I have met myself this deeply. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I also created a big Facebook community for those who are in the course, which Jess, Ooh. I'll invite you to. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I thought that was a good addition based off of some feedback I received is like people want to share what they're going through. And you're not alone taking the course. I have several people in the course. Um, And I think it's just really helpful to get that kind of feedback and connecting with other people who are also experiencing this weird shit. Like it's not your imagination. Yeah. And like, here I am a full-on practitioner. And I was texting you. I said, you know, I put on one of the homework assignments is to like 
intuitive, I, I called it intuitive play on my calendar, but to like play with your tools and play around and just have play time. Um, and so, and I have some other homework cause I'm taking, um, I'm in a mediumship circle. And so we're doing some mediumship like homework as well. And I'm telling you, I put it on my calendar every single day from like eight to eight 30 and I'm still in bed or not doing it. And what I realized was like, you know, when you do these courses or when you're doing any of this work, like it takes you, it takes your dedication. It takes you being like, I'm going to carve this time out and I'm going to do this work. And, you know, so like, if you sign up for these courses and like, you don't do it, (laughs) that's on you. Right. Like, and think about that. And like, you know, if you have what I'm kind of finding is I need more help with that. I need more accountability. Yeah. You only get out of it what you put into it in life. (laughs) Like I need a, I need an intuitive unblocking buddy. That's why, that's why I like uh, the Facebook group. I'm going to do like weekly check-ins, like, um, starting actually the day that this podcast comes out, I'm going to do weekly prompts and check-ins and like opportunities to share and also little practice, like intuitive practices for you to grow your skills. It's so fun. It's so in, the, fun. in the mediumship circle, like that's what we do. Like we held objects. No, just like go. And it's funny because it's like kind of scary for people to share. Cause you're like, I'm getting all this and of that. And it's so weird because the reason why I'm taking this is because how my work happens is through conversation. Like, as you say, mm-hmm. things like things light up for me, but this mediumship work is like nothing, you know, they're like, don't say anything, you know, don't say anything, just yes, no to confirm. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. okay. So it's, it's a different, it's using a different access and a different focus. I'm really trying to like pull that in. Um, but I don't know. I'm just excited to like learn about it and, you know, continue to like, I don't know, connect to the other side and grow your, the work is never done. (laughs) Except when you're on vacation. (laughs) Right. I, I feel like this is a good time to talk about the changes that are coming up in your business. Like we just had that big full, uh, not full new moon in Scorpio. That's super powerful. So let's give Jess some accountability so that she can talk about the changes coming up in her business. We're going to celebrate her (laughs) celebrating your pivot. Yes. So, um, my newsletter subscribers will hear this already, but I am really coming back to spirit babies and I'm really coming back to helping people get pregnant, helping people through their pregnancies, helping people postpartum and through the grief process if they've lost a baby. And my big goal again, is to like build a place for all these cool kiddos that are coming in, like my children and Natalie's children mm-hmm. to do like, I call it spirit school, um, as a lovingly, you know, sort of term for this idea, but I want them to like, go and be able to learn. Like we do like learn cards and crystals and all this kind of stuff, but you know, formulated for kids. I don't know if it's going to be online in person. I'm still kind of formulating this dream, but it's always been me, always been with me on this practice, um, on this journey. And then along the way, I started, people just started referring and, and they're like, well, if you can talk to spirit babies, can you talk to anybody else? And at the time I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can do that. You know, <laughs> uh, learning about my abilities and who I can talk to. And while that was a lot of fun and I love my intuitive clients it is really time for me to come back and really just make my schedule more available for my spirit baby clients. Cause I'm, I'm booked out for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's November. And a lot of people email me and they're like, do you have any openings? You know? And it's like, I want to make more space for them as well. And the other kind of thing that, you know, I've sort of realized is I want to work with you longer. Mm-hmm. I want to hold your hand and be your BFF and your guide through these big transformations, whether it's trying to get pregnant, working through the fears, if you've lost a baby and you're pregnant, you know, helping you through the grief and understanding why, you know, and even when they're fresh on earth and you're like, why is my baby not sleeping? You know, like, I want to help you with that. Like this gift and this ability is so beautiful. And I'd love more people to be able to do it as well. So there's just lots in there. And this focusing just feels really good and really exciting. So one of the people that I love to recommend for my intuitive clients is Miss Natalie. Oh, thanks, Jess. Yeah, because you can clear your shit. You can read your Akashic records. She's got all kinds of fun stuff, playful stuff, all kinds. intuitive stuff. Like that's her jam, you know? <laughs> I love that. I'm so excited. So what made you um, want to kind of niche down even further? 
you guys, I was waking up and being like, I don't want to work today. Mm-hmm. And that's my sign. I remember I was like driving into this place of work when I first started, I was like, I'm so excited. This is so cool. And then over time, as I started to hate that job, I drive in and see this big sign and be like, uh, and I was like, fuck that sign. (laughs) I'm going to leave. That's my sign that I need to leave. And so when I started feeling that and I would ask myself, I'm like, why don't I want to go to work? And what is it about it? And this and that. And they're like, you just don't love it as much as you love the spirit babies, you know, and I love doing the intuitive stuff and I love my intuitive clients, but the spirit babies is like, it just feels a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something good to know. Like, even if you're good at something, doesn't mean you have to do it. Right. Just because you can, doesn't mean you want to. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think what's hard too, is, you know, having to like disappoint people, but it's only temporary. That's your shadow. Oh, is it? Yeah. That fear of disappointing people. That's a shadow aspect. Should I be okay with disappointing people? Like, I don't think, I think you'd be asking yourself that. I don't know. <laughs> but I love that you asked yourself, heal me. <laughs> why don't I want to go to work today? Like that is you exploring your shadow. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, um, instead of just like what I would normally do or what I did when I was working in corporate was I was just override that thought again and again and again, this time when it came, I was like, oh, okay, I need to like explore what that means. And that this was the resolution was that it's time to let that go and to create more space. Um, I also need space in my schedule to like develop this spirit school. Um, and I need time just to work on that, not seeing clients. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love this for you for January ish. Yes. I take some time off in January. So that's so exciting. I'm really excited oh my God, for you to, to the mat to talk about that. I feel like it's going to be so much more transformational. Like one-off sessions are great. And some practitioners really love to hold space for one-off sessions, meet you once. And then like your relationship is over, but just like you, like I am also going to be transitioning into only doing five or 10 sessions at a time. Like I, I just like, I have found throughout the past, what, three years working, doing this, that like the amount of results that you see, like the way that I am able to tap into your energy when we work together more than once, it's so much easier. It flows so much better. I'm more attuned to your energy and like building that relationship with you and helping you really move through things. It takes a longer period of time than just one session. Yes. Um, we don't want one night stands anymore. People, we want relationships, we want relationships. We want to be in it with you. Um, I remember working with a healer once, um, about this topic. And one of the, what the guide said was, um, you need to help people understand how long it takes to heal. Like by developing your packages and how you work, you're kind of showing them like, yeah, this might take three or four sessions, you know, and they, they, they didn't want to like, they felt like they were like being selly, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, salesy, selly, selly, <laughs> salesy. Uh, <laughs> I like to make up words. And I was like, no, you're not being salesy. You're telling them, hey, in three to four sessions or whatever it is, we can really shift this and that, you know, we're going to shift something. You're going to integrate it. You're going to process it, come back. You know, it might just take, you know, whatever time it takes. And people, I think, want it one and done, but it's just I not really. I mean, and, and it could be, but like, it, that could, might, be. That, it could be, I'm not going to tell you that it's not, but I, it's like, you just have to be so ready to commit to yourself to really see the results that we're capable of facilitating for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I want to say like, you're worth it. You yeah. are worth it. It is actually like, it's, it's not that you're committing to me. It's that you're committing to yourself. Yeah. And like, we're just here to be like, what's up? let's do this. I'm signing up with you. Like I'm going to be there with you. And I'm really excited about the pivots happening for both of us. Me too. So excited. Let's also tell them what we're talking about doing. I was feeling like maybe early December for one of our, for one of our, um, our episodes coming up, we're going to do another Q and a coming up soon, but we're going to do it differently. We're going to do a live Q and a. So we would love for you to join us. More information about that, I think, will be coming as we start yes. to get it together. It will be after Thanksgiving, but before Christmas. <laughs> we started to get it together. <laughs> we need to get after it together. Thanksgiving before Christmas. Yes. Um, and inviting you all on the Zoom with us, yes? Yeah, it's going to be like a like a hangout. Like, get your, get your bevy of choice. We'll do it probably in the evening. And Ooh, we're just going to okay. chat and answer your questions. And it's going to be really fun. 
my God, I can't wait. Can I come? Wait, I'm coming. Can I come? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, are we going to have limited spots of it? Are we going to do like an RSVP thing? Cause I don't really know how many we can have on Zoom. <laughs> Let's, the guides say everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. And then those who are brave will speak up for the collective and, and they ask questions and that kind of stuff. And everybody can always receive from other people's questions. Yeah. And we'll keep your camera off. Um, and we'll keep you muted until you're ready to ask a question. And then you can choose whether or not to have your camera on for the question because it'll go up on YouTube. So all about your comfort level. Oh yeah. You can put your camera on if you want. We're going to do that. That's going to be really fun. A live Q and a, and then we'll post it what the following week. Um, so those who missed it can still listen in. And then are we going to do a channeling event? Have we decided? We okay. We haven't decided. We haven't chatted about all of this, but we're just sharing it with you because we love you all and we're excited. <laughs> but we want to show you how we work. How we work. How we work. And um, like we the program that we did earlier this year was really fun. Yes. And I think like maybe for what's coming for 2022, we could do oh, like that is, heads up. That yeah. is perfect. Perfect. Okay. Aren't you doing stuff for 2022 for people talking about your soul alignment? Is that what you're doing? Yes. Okay. So the day that this podcast comes out, unless you're on my email list, um, I am opening up a new offering, a brand new offering that I have not ever done before, but I really like it. It's gotten a lot of positive feedback. Um, and I'm only doing it for a, for a few weeks, I think just to feel it out, see what the response is, see how it goes. But, um, <laughs> that's what it's like being an entrepreneur. If you want to know, it's just like trial and error. <laughs> People like this. I know. Um, but they're called soul alignment sessions and they are one-on-one sessions with me um, via Zoom. And they're going to be a full 60 minutes where the first half we go into your natal chart and I pick out specifically like your gifts, your karma. We're going to look at where you're unique in your life. Like, like really get into the nitty gritty of what makes you special and how you came here to serve. And then the last half of the session, we will go into your Akashic records and find out what your soul purpose is, what your purpose is in this life specifically, um, how you can best work with and use your gifts. And then, um, what is blocking you from using your gifts or like aligning, truly aligning with your soul's authentic path and remove and shift and clear any blocks associated with that. So it's actually, I've done a couple so far and they're so fun. I really love it. Just go, if you're interested, send me an email, shoot me a DM, but the link to sign up is going to be in my bio on Instagram at intuitively Natalie. Ooh. And that is so cool because I think a lot of people, when they kind of awaken or wake up, you know, on their spiritual pathway, they're like, what do I do? What's my thing? What do I do? And getting this information through like with a guide to kind of help you like understand it, process it, ask you the right questions to kind of be like, you know, what are you going to do with this stuff? Because sometimes, you know, your, your Dharma or your purpose is like to love people, you know, it's big. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, <laughs> how do I make money off of that? You know, and yeah. it's like, please know that your purpose is not always about how you make money. Right. right. And a lot of times too, I'll talk to people and their sole purpose is an artist, but they're like having this like nine to five job. And I was like, that's fine. Cause that provides you stability and you can do whatever, but you have to do your art right? Mm -hmm. You have to still have that outlet. So, you know, it's, it's less about, I think that's, I think a lot of people kind of align sole purpose with like job or career because we're so career focused here in America and job and whatever, but it's way more than that. And and your job or what you do for a living or make money can have elements of that, right? Like, like, I think I've told that story about the bartender, right? Like Mm -hmm. bartender can serve and be a listener just as a therapist can, you know? Right. Right. And that's truly like your gifts working for you. Yeah. <laughs> like in any capacity. <laughs> your gift, that's true. You like you don't have to monetize or capitalize on your gifts if you don't want to. Like you can you can have just any old regular job and still be using your gifts. But if you want to yes. <laughs> use your gifts <laughs> to create like a soul-fueled career like Jess and I have done and we've walked this path, I'm going to be launching a black Friday sale for one day only for a program launching in January that, um, you're hearing it first. It's going to take you 
uh, through setting up, like creating, deciding on setting up your business um, in five weeks, if that's what you want. You have the opportunity to, to spread it out, of course, if you need to, but in a way that aligns with your nine to five. So like, you don't have to make it work for you right off the bat. Um, I'm going to teach you how to set it up, get everything logistically together, get your system set up to receive clients or whatever kind of work you want to do just already and in a way that works with your schedule that you currently have. So it's like a no pressure, but I know I want to do this program. Basically what Natalie did before she quit nursing. It's what I did. (laughs) It's exactly what I did. Here's your escape plan, people. (laughs) Yes, it is an escape plan. Yes. But I, I think that's so cool because, you know, again, like we have so many gifts and so many talents and you really can have a full-time supportive business doing this really beautiful soul work. So come on down people. I know. And I think that's what we're, we're blending into. Like I sent um, an article out to my email list last week about um, it's not that there are job shortages. There are employee shortages because like people are standing up for what they actually want and how they want to serve, how they want to live their life. Like it doesn't necessarily fit the matrix box that we've been so conditioned to put ourselves in. Um, it's different. You're different. You are unique. The way that you use your gifts and can serve is unique. So I'd love to help you get that set up and start making money from it. And if you think that you can't do that, that's your shadow. That's your shadow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Is there anything else about shadow subconscious that we want to touch on? Any fun stuff. We've given you like lots of like updates towards the end of this. We just got kind of chatty. Mm -hmm. I think shadow work. We're like, yeah, we do it. This is it. But also all the other stuff. Um, I think we're, I think we're good. I'm excited for next week. We're going to talk about family, hard family relationships. Yes. Specifically going into the holidays. In-law stuff too. We'll throw in a little sprinkle of in-laws. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Just want to be there to support you guys around that. Cause I think talking of triggers, woo, family is like a, a big hot zone for that. It's kind of where you get them. It is where you get them. So I'm excited to like be able to give you some tips or tricks or actionable steps to help you like navigate this holiday season. If you do have like difficult family relationships. Yeah. I'm here for it. Here for it. Okay. Well, with all that being said, hit us up on the gram and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.